0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for October 30th, 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined... As always, by my partner, Walter Eccles, and good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Therese Eccles is back in the peanut gallery today. Uh, We're going to be playing your voicemails and reading your emails on today's show, as we usually do. Just a couple of things before we get started. First, if you'd like to have your email read on the show, send it to podcast at wdwinfo.com. Or if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, it's toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 1-877-310-9662. And we also have, uh, if you'd like to record your voicemail directly on your computer and send it to us, because we do prefer the, uh, the quality of uh, those voicemails. It's much better than the, call, the call-ins. the uh, call We have a tutorial on how to do that, which we, can be linked You'll find a link to that from our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And uh, I think some people are getting the impression that we're only playing the voicemails that people are recording. because the number of inbound voicemails has gone down, Um, I've noticed. Uh, That's not true. We still want your voicemails. We will still play regular voicemails on the show. So please, by all means, uh, send those in to us. Uh, We're getting plenty of emails, but the voicemails have definitely... uh, fallen off a little bit.
1: One of the reasons, not only the quality of them, that we suggested people record them, is because we kept hearing from people that once they record their voicemails, they weren't sure if they asked the right question or if they put in all the details, and they were nervous about the fact that that went out not sounding the way they wanted it to. Recording your own gives you the option of re-recording it.
0: Well, also what a lot of people do um, is they will uh, write down in advance what it is they want to say, and then they just read their prepared uh, statement in in voicemail, and uh, this way you have a chance to kind of edit yourself a little bit. And uh, if you're not happy with your voicemail, just call back, leave another one. Say I didn't like the last one. I listen to everyone that comes in. Um, obviously, we can't play everyone that comes in. Normally, the volume is just too much. Um, you know, and even still, with uh, you know not a lot of voicemails coming in, I still have eight voicemails lined up for today, and that's not everything I could use could have used. So. But uh, absolutely keep sending them in. Uh, the more, the more, the better. merrier. The more, the merrier. <laughs> so with that, we will go ahead and get started with our first voicemail. This week comes to us from Sharon, who has a question about uh, her upcoming trip in 2009. So here is Sharon.
2: Hi, my name is Sharon, and my question is, we've been to Disney World um, in Florida two times in the last three years and we were debating on going this upcoming 2009 year but i wanted to find out if there's anything new that's going to be going on or any new attractions or shows or rides um, that you know of that'll be coming to disney world for the upcoming year and also we've stayed at the value resorts in the past but would like to move up to the moderate resort and didn't know which moderate resort you preferred and why thank you and have a great day
0: well, thank you very much, Sharon. Um, in, in terms of what's coming up in 2009, do we know of anything in particular? That's- well,
3: the big thing is the, the new celebration is what will you celebrate, and it's based on birthdays and anniversaries and things like that. So there's going to be a lot of park theming will be around that. They're going to take fade out the um, Year of a Million Dreams stuff, so you're going to see the parks will be decorated for this new global celebration. Um don't know if you're traveling at your birthday, but the centerpiece of this celebration is that you get into the parks for free on your birthday. You have to sign up in advance on Disney.com, and there's all the instructions about how to get your free admission to the park. But that's the.
0: We'll include a link to that in the, in the show notes page as well this week.
3: Right. And that's sort of the. Overall, biggest change that's coming up for two thousand nine is the overall celebration. But there's a lot of new stuff we talked about in this week's show. Um, Pixie Hollow is new at the Magic Kingdom. There's a new uh, High School Musical show parade show at Disney Hollywood Studios.
0: Yeah, if you hate yourself and
3: <laughs> American Idol want to be
0: abu- self abusive,
3: right? The American American Idol. Idol's
0: coming. That's right. The American Idol attraction is coming. That'll be new. Something else that's self abusive putting yourself through that. I don't know why you do it. But.
3: You can go and stand and look and see where Pleasure Island used to be, <laughs> <laughs> where the Adventurers Club was.
0: Also keep in mind that um, Universal, I know you're asking about Disney, but Universal is uh, uh, in the spring is going to open up their new uh, Rip Ride Rocket roller coaster, which is supposed to be one of the premier roller coasters in the United States. They're really pushing that hard. And, of course, uh, from what we understand, uh, for the holiday season next year, Um, the uh, Harry Potter Island um, at uh, Islands of Adventure should be in soft opening. That's what we're hearing. It was originally scheduled for spring of 2009. They pushed it back uh, to spring of 2010, but we've been told that uh, there'll be a good uh, good chance that it'll be in soft opening for the holidays next year.
1: SeaWorld's going to have a new roller coaster, too, called Manta. Manta.
0: Manta, which looks frightening. So there is some new stuff coming. Uh, now, in terms of uh, going to a moderate resort, uh, we'll go around the table and see what everybody thinks. I'll start out by saying that if it was me, it would be uh, Port Orleans uh, Riverside, uh, I think, is probably the best of the moderate resorts. Great food court, beautiful theming. The grounds are just stunning, really nice pool, and uh, just uh, just the whole atmosphere of it is, is, is really special. Um, but uh, I'll open it up to the table to see what you guys think.
4: No, same here.
0: Port Orleans Riverside,
4: absolutely. You know the grounds, the the buildings. are you know, they have different themed buildings, different areas. The uh, transportation options: you can take the boat to downtown Disney, take the bus to the parks. They have nightly entertainment. Yeah.
1: Wilderness Lodge. It's not. Is that a moderate? <laughs> I know a, I wouldn't <laughs> stay in a moderate. <laughs> oh, oh my! <laughs> I, I don't really have one a preference one over the other. I know Kathy Whirling loves the Caribbean beach, so I'm going to speak for Kathy Whirling and say the Caribbean beach.
0: Well, they just uh, redid the, the rooms, some of the rooms over the Caribbean beach with the Nemo theme. We have some uh, some pictures and information on that on our blog, disunplugged.com.
3: Next year, we're going to see pirates-themed rooms at the Caribbean
1: beach as well.
0: Which, yeah, that's kind of makes sense. I would have thought they would have done the pirate theme before they did the Nemo theme. Yeah. but
1: I also like the intimacy of French Quarter, French Quarter is a little bit more intimate.
0: It is, it is. The um, yeah, uh, Caribbean Beach. I just I've had bad experiences there, just in terms of you know the rooms not being up to par. I know they've rehabbed them now, so I, that issue's gone. But uh, Caribbean Beach just never appealed to me the way Port Orleans Riverside does. Port Orleans Riverside <laughs> just has a
4: it's very cozy,
0: and what I like about it is there's so many different themes. As you walk around, it's not just one theme. It, it's you know, there are different types of buildings in different areas, and each one has a very very unique feel to it. And just I think the combination of the the theming of the buildings, the different areas, the landscaping, it's just gorgeous. It it's just it's, it's a gorgeous resort to walk around.
1: Riverside has a little bit more of a country feel where French Quarter has a little bit more of an urban feel as yeah. far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love French Quarter. Don't get me wrong. But if I have to if, you know, pick a favorite, I'd have to, I'd have to
1: lean towards... Uh, and the food court at Riverside is much better. If you
5: stay at French Quarter, you're going to find yourself walking over to Riverside all the time, I think.
1: So you wouldn't find me doing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Sharon, I hope that answers your question. We hope uh, you'll come visit our fair city. In uh, 2009, I think we're going to need all the uh, <laughs> all the tourist help we can get. Bring your money. Bring your money. <laughs> Book through dreams. Um, kidding, <laughs> getting, kidding. Um, not really, but
1: uh, it's a very Eddie Wizard. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Um, and just because I said that, let me be you know make sure I do full disclosure that uh, John and I are. Owners of Dreams Unlimited Travel. So when we talk about dreams, we are being a little self-serving. But, uh, you know, we don't talk about it too much on the show. Although lately we have because we're doing the party. But, um, you know, what the heck? We don't do any advertising on the show. So we can throw it in. why not? But uh, there you go, Sharon. We hope that answers your question. Um, Since I have a bunch of voicemails to get to, I'm going to play this next one. This is a thank you from Lisa who uh, won a prize from us last week? She's here in uh, she's here in Orlando, and she just wanted to call in and say thank you. So here's Lisa.
2: Hi, podcast crew. It's Lisa Walt D for me, calling from the Animal Kingdom. My mom was just able to figure out how to listen to the podcast, and she called to tell me about my prize. Two nights at the Swan and Dolphin, and I wanted to say thank you. It was a nice little extra as I'm sitting here at the park. Good to know for my next trip thank you so much and i had another wonderful lunch with an imagineer today it was just as good as the first one i know you don't know who you're going to get john but we i had another good guy today food was good service was good experience totally worth it okay i just want to say thank you bye
0: well thanks for that lisa and um We've been hearing a lot of good things about the lunch with an Imagineer. I think that's something—I
3: uh, think she just has a friend who's an Imagineer, and they're going to Denny's <laughs> <laughs> lunch with Imagineer again today.
0: <laughs> I'd like to i uh, like to try that. I Wonder if I can get one of those in before I leave next week. As so I head out to Minneapolis, I can't—I can't do lunch with an Imagineer in Minneapolis, can I?
5: Mm.
0: Although I did buy tickets—I uh, did buy tickets to go see Linda Etter. Uh She's doing her Christmas show at a theater. And uh, none of you know who Linda. I'm I
1: mean, the only one at the table who knows anything of what you're talking about.
0: Okay, Linda Eder is a really famous Broadway actress. She was uh, her her biggest claim to fame, I th- in my opinion, was uh, Jekyll and Hyde. She played uh, um, the hooker um, in Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway. An amazing voice. Um, so yeah, Walter, will be seeing that. Uh, that's my birthday. That's my birthday present to myself. The first week of December. What's her last name? Linda Etter, Eder, E D E R. She's amazing, Walter. Her voice is incredible. No, no, I know. But you are going have have to, to you're gonna have John. to deal with gay. You are going to have to do gay theater night with me one night while we're out there.
3: You have your own little Pixie Hollow.
1: All right, Shut you're, up. You're... <laughs> The fairies go to the theater. Um, you are looking at me with that Qua look. On my iPod, I have that woman who sings "Man of La Mancha" and has that incredible voice. Oh, isn't
0: she wonderful doing "Man of it, La Mancha"? She
1: hits that note that makes your eyelids roll back.
0: Okay, go on to iTunes. Look up Linda Eder "Man of La Mancha." It is an. It, it's probably the best version, even though you know it's supposed to be a male vocalist singing it. Um, she does a brilliant job with it. If you really want to hear what she sounds like and understand why. You know, there's a
1: DVD of that. that i was
0: so excited to go see her. When I saw that on the list of things that was available in Minneapolis, With I'm like, oh. And she's doing it December 4th at, uh, I forgot which theater it is, but uh, one of the theaters in Minneapolis.
4: Y'all are speaking gay man's football to me. Yeah, this is definitely
0: <laughs> gay football.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about NASCAR one day. Just live through it. Um, <laughs> He's not a NASCAR fan. Yeah, that's real. We talk about mm-hmm. the Yellow Shoes football team. Just live with it. Um, <laughs> I have the video. You can watch her sing it sometime. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. they did a charity event, and they had all the famous women from Broadway. Come oh, you out. Know, I, I downloaded some of
0: that. Um, a Cheetah Rivera doing "How Lucky Can You Get"? Yep. Oh, that was fabulous. Now, oh, so now I'll, this is getting real gay now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've <laughs> we've we, we're digging <laughs> out. We're digging out Cheetah Rivera. But you know, but that song "How Lucky Can You Get" is from Funny Lady, which was not Broadway. That was a that was a movie, right? So it was she was kind a sequel. Cheating. She was the sequel to Funny Girl.
1: Funny Girl. I think
3: we've changed this podcast into Broadway chat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew who Linda Etter
1: was. So.
0: Okay, so I don't. Yeah, sorry about all that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just I just got really gay on you. But um, all right, who has an email they'd like to read? Jeez. Any I gay know. emails?
1: No, mine's not. I just have one. Uh, mine are, I have a couple of emails, and they're all going to be about celebration this week. And this is from Kevin from Westport, Massachusetts. Kevin says, in an effort to avoid what has been des- described by my most... Oh, I'm going to start again. Okay. <laughs> Kevin doesn't stutter, I don't think. At least not in his email. Kevin says, in an effort to avoid what has been described by most Dizboard postings as mediocre and overpriced WDW restaurants... I'm looking to branch out on my next Walt Disney World trip in January of 2009. Has anyone on the podcast team had lunch or dinner at any of the restaurants in Celebration? I have found listings for three restaurants on Front Street in Celebration that seem appealing. Cafe D'Antonio, Market Street Cafe, Celebration Town Tavern. The prices listed appear to be much less expensive than most of the Walt Disney World table service restaurants. Any information on these or other restaurants in Celebration would be appreciated. Thank you. Uh... I, we've eaten in all of them. And we've told you time and time again that we think Celebration Town Tavern is terrific. Lunch, dinner, they're open late into the evening. We've eaten in Cafe D'Antonio. We actually prefer their lunch menu to their dinner menu. And we've eaten in the Market Street uh, Cafe. That's probably our least favorite and the one we visit the least. The one we visit the most is the Celebration Town Tavern. Now, the, I enjoyed
0: uh, Cafe uh, D'Antonio. Very good Italian food. Yeah. Excellent gourmet Italian.
1: The other thing is, Orlando is theme restaurant slash chain restaurant heaven. Yeah. Hmm. It's very hard to find anywhere in the Disney area a restaurant that you can't find in any other state. These three, while uh, Cafe D'Antonio has another location, these three are hometown restaurants. They are not chain restaurant that you'll be able to eat in while up and down 95. So we recommend highly that you go visit.
3: A uh, piece of information about Celebration Town Tavern, they actually accept the Tables in Wonderland card. They give you 10%, oh, off, do they? Yeah, mm-hmm. 10% off your meal
1: for the Tables in Wonderland wow. card. Yeah, They're great people. We love it there. As a matter of fact, we had dinner there Saturday night. Cool. It's the kind of place where you can get anything from Beans and Franks to lobster. a lobster dinner lobster and everything in between and if you don't want to order one of the dinners on the, on, on the menu there are enough appetizers and side dishes to create your own dinner which is kind of what I did on Saturday night I sort of made up something
0: although the uh, price of lobster has uh, dropped dramatically I was hearing
1: not here in
3: Orlando though No, There's $32 for a lobster there Wow. But, yeah, because they have to bring it in, obviously. But, yeah, I've heard that as well. It was $4 a pound. $4 a pound, yeah. Wow. That's
1: cheaper than chicken breast.
0: Yeah. Yes. Cheaper than uh, chopped meat.
1: <laughs> so I um, I think venturing off Disney property, I understand that there are other purists who, as soon as they pass those gates, their whole world comes crashing apart and the mystique is gone. I don't think all of the restaurants are mediocre. And overpriced at Walt Disney World. Just I, some of them. Just some of them. And I think you can get a wonderful experience, as we've said. But I also think that can be done off property and I'm kinda happy when you um visit someplace else. Absolutely. I, it gives you a better idea. Well celebration's not really most people don't live like the people in celebration. It's kind of a unique community. But if you venture out into Orlando, it's great to see It's
0: a nice way of saying Stepford.
1: <laughs> well, celebration is unique. Um I would like to live in Celebration. I can't afford to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's gotten
3: a lot less stuff for now that Disney sold it. Oh, really? They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're sort of under their own governorship now.
1: Well, they still call the kids Celebrats. Celebrats? Are- <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they're still... It's, it's, a, it's a well-to-do community. We, it were, has, we were surprised
3: we drove through the other night, and someone had extremely non-Celebration-like decorations for Halloween up. Yeah. It was very, very multicolored lights and things. And so they're, they're pulling back on their restrictions. One of the things they used to have is you could only decorate a certain way and have a certain number of things on your lawn. Some beautiful yeah. homes in that. At
1: Christmas, you see the wreath on the window with the one little white light on it and the little <laughs> white candle in it. I mean, it's very kind of Norman Rockwell. Yeah. But they seem to have relaxed that a little bit. I'm getting off the point, though. It's a great, go, go explore. And Market Street is kind of cool. The other thing is check and see what's going on at Celebration. There's a website, celebration.com or something like that. I don't know what it is. But you can find the website, and it lists all of their activities. During the autumn, the leaves drop every night. They drop leaves off the top of the building, so it feels like they're dropping leaves. And um, at Christmas time, they blow sub- soap bubbles off the top of the building, so it looks like it's snowing. And they have carolers and things like that, so make sure you look around.
0: Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Who else has an email I'd like to read? John? I'm waiting on a text message.
3: I have one. Mine's from Mark in Boca Raton, Florida. Mark writes, "I'll be visiting Disney next weekend with my family. I have two young boys who asked me tonight about glass blowing. I'd like to know if there will be any events in which to watch the artist at work. Please let me know." First of all, I thought that was interesting that two young boys would be interested in glass blowing. So it just shows you how kids are different. Yeah, you think that they'd be want to do rock it is and kind stuff. of cool to watch. It's very cool. We had a blog up. Kathy Whirling did a really great blog. There was a new glass blowing location in the Magic Kingdom, in the shops. As you enter the Magic Kingdom, it's on the right-hand side. Go in the back of one of the shops, and you'll actually be able to see a glass blower at work, producing some ornaments for Disney. Um, it's just past the jewelry shop. Right. You're gonna. He's gonna have a little sign of what times he'll be doing a demonstration, so if you miss them, you can come back and catch them later. Uh, it's very cool because it's the whole glass-blowing furnace type of thing, so it's, it's fairly authentic, I think. Your other option is uh, the Erebus Brothers Glass Shop, both in downtown Disney and in Epcot? Germany. Mexico. Okay. In Germany. In Germany. Okay, couldn't think of where exactly it was. They do glass-blowing, but they do more of the intricate work, more of the They delicate. do have one in Mexico, too. Yeah. So you'll be able to see them uh, more of the manipulating of the glass
4: and making those little... Uh,
0: Some beautiful pieces, too. Right. Some very expensive pieces, I might add.
4: Every time I see kids running around in there, I'm like, Ooh. oh. <laughs> God, I know. It's like... <laughs> it's like, I'm afraid to go yeah, in. Yeah, I know,
1: right? Don't turn around. We went to Murano to see a glass blowing exhibit in Italy. And the one in the Magic Kingdom on Main Street has that furnace-type effect where they actually take the glass out, the molten glass. It's really interesting to watch. Cool. Great.
0: Well, thank you. John, I hope that uh, answers your question And our next voicemail is actually A review of the Keys to the Kingdom Tour that comes to us From our good friend David Parfitt Who uh, Won this as a a Prize uh, One of our prizes from the Prize Matron And as his thank you He called from the park And uh, recorded this review His Keys to the Kingdom Tour Here is Dave Parfitt
6: Good morning, podcast team. This is David Parfitt, Mouse Skywalker on the boards, checking in live from Walt Disney World. Checked into the Contemporary Resort last night. I'm here for a conference. And I am on my way to the Magic Kingdom for the Keys to the Kingdom tour that I was able to win from the call-in show. I just want to say thank you very much, Pete, for allowing me to pick a number on the Prizmatron. So because I'm here solo by myself right now, I figured this would be a good opportunity to do the uh, Keys to the Kingdom tour. Oh, there goes the monorail right overhead. I'm on the walkway to the Magic Kingdom right now. It's about 8.30 in the morning, probably a little early for you all, but I thought I would just give a shout-out.
0: Correction, I'm on rehab schedule. I'm up at 7 o'clock now. Uh,
6: And say hello. It is a beautiful day here in Florida, probably about, I don't know, upper 70s, mid-70s right now, sunny, blue sky, and I'm looking forward to getting into the Magic Kingdom. I'll check in with more later. Since I'm here by myself, I figured I'd take all you along with me. So here we are, and this is getting pretty close to our Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Good
2: morning, and welcome to the most magical place on earth, the Magic Kingdom.
6: Well, I've checked in for my tour. This is great. I got a free bottle of water, I picked my lunch, and they've opened up the gates, dropped the ropes. And you can see the floods of people coming into the Magic Kingdom now. So in just a few minutes, I'll be heading out on my tour. This is really cool. So they just gave me an earpiece so I can listen to my tour guide. So I feel like a Secret Service agent here with my little pack and my earpiece. So maybe I'll start talking into my sleeve next. Okay, 9 o'clock, and David is our tour guide, and the tour is about to begin. Just learned that the four keys to the kingdom are courtesy, efficiency, show, and safety. So we just had a little lecture on uh, what the keys to the kingdom are, and we have the trolley show coming by. Just love the music that's going on on Main Street. Looking up at the windows, you see Walt Disney's father. Elias Disney has his name on a window. Roy Disney has his name on a window. There's the music of the trolley show. The tour's been great so far. We're about an hour into it. It's about 10 o'clock. We're in Adventureland right now, and we've been learning a lot about the history of the Disney company, the history of the Disney parks, and it's been very interesting. One thing I found out that I didn't know is that there is a trash system here that is on a vacuum trash system, and it will suck all the garbage from the park into a central location, so I'm kind of curious to learn more about that. I'm excited. This is awesome now. So now we're going to go on the Jungle Cruise. And we're actually going to get a behind-the-scenes tour of the Jungle Cruise with our tour guide, David. So just got off our Jungle Cruise tour and learn some really cool things uh, I didn't know that they put dye in the water so here's a spoiler alert the boats actually run on tracks and they put dye in the water so you can't see the tracks and the dye is actually dumped in twice a week over the waterfalls and the boats actually going around and around the jungle crews actually stir the dye up in the in the water so kind of pretty cool tidbit there Okay, this is even better now. We're going on a backstage tour of Pirates of the Caribbean. Very awesome. I'm very excited as this is my all-time favorite ride. Yay. We just learned that all the items you see in the queue, the cannons, the cannonballs, are all authentic. That they actually found those in various places and brought them in. Okay, cool thing I just learned is that the audio animatronics that's used, most of the humans they have, all have human hair on them. Um, not sure if that's cool or disturbing, but it's kind of interesting. <laughs> now it's uh, 10 to 11, and we're going backstage behind Frontierland to see the floats for the parade. First, we have to discuss the backstage rules, though. All right, so something interesting I learned about the parade floats. So the Spectromatic floats are all using Christmas lights for all their lights. That I knew. I knew there were Christmas lights, but I always thought they were more sophisticated. So if one light goes out, just like our Christmas lights, all the lights go out. So they actually have them wired so they're not in line, so you don't lose a whole section of the lights for the parade float. Another thing, the floats for the um, the parade that's out in the lagoon, The electrical light pageant parade that's in the lagoon, those are also all just done with Christmas lights, and they're just the bigger Christmas lights. So Spectric Magic has the smaller Christmas lights, and the pageant, the light pageant, has the bigger, uh, big bulb outdoor Christmas lights on them. Nothing sophisticated there. Just finished a lovely lunch here at the Columbia Harbor House. Had a tuna salad sandwich, some potato chips, and an iced tea.
0: And a Valium, apparently.
6: (laughs) And I got to sit and eat lunch with our tour guide, David, and another cast member, William, who is on the tour. Um, He actually works at the concierge at the Grand Floridian, I believe he said. And he was saying he wanted to learn more about the tours because his... um, His customers are always asking him about them. So it's been a really nice lunch, relaxing day so far. So now we're going on to the Haunted Mansion. Going to get a behind-the-scenes tour of the Haunted Mansion next. And we're going back behind the ride right now, behind the house right now. So we entered through the back door of the Haunted Mansion, where the servants' quarters are. Um, and one interesting thing is the stretching room, which I always thought stretched down, the ceiling actually stretches up in that room. Okay,
0: Right, the one in uh, Disneyland is the one that stretches down, yeah. correct? That's yeah. correct.
6: This is for you, Julie. It's about 12:30. We just got out of the Haunted Mansion, and you see the pet cemetery on your left of the Haunted Mansion, and in the very back is Mr. Toad. Okay. So it's now 1 o'clock and we've worked our way from Liberty Square, learned a couple of facts about Cinderella's castle, learned that our tour guide David also is a concierge for the castle suite, which sounds like it'd be a great job, and we took a rest stop and we're about to go backstage to see the tunnels, the Attila doors, and I'm very curious to see that. We worked our way down Main Street. We came into the princess shop that has these stackable Cinderella castles in front. We've walked all the way to the back of the store, and we're going into these back doors into the backstage area. So I'm in the tunnel right now, and there is a huge map of the tunnel system on the walls down here. There are arrow markings where Tomorrowland, Frontierland, everything is. It's pretty cool. Back down here in the tunnel, there are a series of pictures that are showing us really much the history of Walt Disney. A lot of of the old movies a lot of the old cartoons a lot of the history of the theme parks how they're built some really interesting pictures of them of the parks being built So we got to see where the cast members get their pins. There's a big window here where cast members come up, and there's a big bin of pins that they're picking from. On the walls, there were pictures of all the pins, the actual pins that have been given out to cast members since 2002. Well, it's now 2 o'clock. We're wrapping up the tour. We're back behind Main Street right now. And we just saw the vice president of the Magic Kingdom here. And we're going back out through a passageway, back out onto Main Street. Well, it's ten after two. The tour ended. We're back here on Main Street by the City Hall. And it was a a really good experience. It was great to be able to see the backstage areas of the Magic Kingdom, learn a couple of things about the Magic Kingdom that I didn't know. Our tour guide was very knowledgeable, had a lot of energy, had a lot of spirit. I will say it's a lot of walking. I mean, it was a good five hours uh, on our feet most of the time. We did take some sitting breaks. We had a nice break for lunch. But uh, if people are concerned about walking at all, I mean, that might be an issue of whether you want to do this tour. But uh, it was a great experience. And I really have to thank the podcast crew for uh, allowing me to do this because I don't know if I would have done it on my own. Um, So I'm really thankful that I had the... Had the prize that was given out by Pete during that call in show. So, Pete, Corey, Julie, Kevin, John, Regina, all of you out there, thank you very much for letting me have this opportunity. Uh, well, that's it for the Keys of the Kingdom tour. And uh, I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day at the Contemporary.
5: Okay. Oh, great. David, like, totally reminds me of Keanu Reeves, you know, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or <laughs> Parenthood. <laughs>
0: Now that was uh, that was terrific. I really enjoyed that uh, that on the spot uh, reporting of it. It was gives it. He
5: was good. It was (laughs) great, and
0: it gives it that. uh, I I, I wanted to include that, especially because so much of the, you know, so many of our listeners are starting to get into their winter now, and it's starting to get cold. And I thought hearing that, you know, from the park and hearing the sounds and everything, just kind of, I don't know. Even sitting here, I'm like, you know. Like, being in the Magic Kingdom, it's cool. I
3: was exhausted just listening to it. <laughs> and now we're running over here, and now we're running over there. Kevin and I did this uh, tour a while ago. One of the things that, and this was, is was my second or third time doing it, one of the things that disappointed me about the updated version of this is they wait until the very, very end to take you through the Utilidors, and you are exhausted. So it's not like you can, it's, it's almost like you can't enjoy it. I wish they would do that up front and get that out of the way, and then go do the
1: other stuff. The utilitors is like stepping back into 1971. Yeah, there's uh the old signage is still up, the old original painted signage. See, I is haven't still.
0: I haven't done the keys to the kingdom tour since the last time we did it for my birthday back mm. in you know 1812 I think it was. <laughs> so it's something I really should do again.
3: I mean, it's a great tour. It's an excellent thing to do. I just I wish they would move that closer to the front because by that time he and I were just like.
1: I want to go home.
0: And the price on that is really reasonable. It's only like forty some odd dollars, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. I mean for a four hour tour.
1: It it he's not exaggerating. There's a huge amount of walking in this. Yeah.
0: But it's it's good. It's a it's a great tour. And lunch is included. Lunch yeah. is included and
3: For any Disney fan it's fantastic. They tell you a lot of backstage, a lot of trivia, cool stuff.
0: And it's uh, only for uh, adults and teens over sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So but,
3: do uh, you see some
1: things that might spoil the magic for some
3: young visitors?
1: Yeah, so.
0: so we um and we have some of these, we still have some of those uh, floating around the Prismatron. So
1: David and his family are the ones who went to Cinderella's royal table with us. Right.
0: So they, oh, they've gotten they've gotten a lot of stuff.
3: They, they lot. He's been soaking me for,
1: for a year now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding, David. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. That was a really cool way to uh uh, to let us know about your experience and let people uh, hear about it from a you know that kind of first hand perspective, I really really enjoyed the way you did that, and I appreciate the time you spent uh, putting that together for us. So I want to know you.
1: how he did it.
0: He probably had an MP3 recorder with him, like what we like what we have.
1: Wow, well, I'm surprised they let him do it while he was in the Utilidors.
0: Um, I think it's only photograph.
1: Yeah, there's no photograph.
0: audio is yeah. fine. Audio spawn—they don't bother you with audio. They just—but
3: you also can't record your uh, guide.
0: No, you can't record your guide doing the thing. So, well, again, thank you very much for that, David. I appreciate it. Who has a, an email they'd like to read? I have one. Okay, I'm Walter Nicole Laskin from Wellington, Florida. She says, "I have a Disney Cruise Line question. I hope you can help me with my parent <clears throat> for my parents' 25th anniversary. My brother and I are sending them on a four-night cruise on the Disney Wonder. Nice." We couldn't exclude ourselves from the funds, so we're (laughs) going to stay in Walt Disney World while they're on the cruise. My question refers to transportation. Can we book a Disney Cruise Line Transportation 1 to take my parents from Disney Resort to the Disney ship and, two, from the ship back to the resort? Can Disney do this or will we have to go private? Uh, Disney does do it. I believe the price is $69, but we weren't able to verify that. It is. It's
3: $69 round trip per person. And, and they, will,
0: they will take them back to the resort? Yes. yes. That's cheap.
1: So they pick trip. them up at the resort. There are certain resorts where there are pickup spots, and then the, sh- the transportation will bring them right back to the resort.
3: They don't say what resort they're staying in, but Kevin makes a good point. Not every resort will, will have a place. The bus won't come to every resort, so they right. have to be staying in one of the ones where there's a, a pickup, or they have to get to that resort as well. But that's not a big deal. You know, They'll help you get from resort to resort.
1: You can either ask your travel agent to add that to your Disney cruise, or, if you've booked it yourself to call Disney Cruise Line, and they'll be happy to add that feature to your reservation. And they
3: get to ride on one of the cool Disney Cruise Line buses with the big porthole windows, and the, they play the DVD as you go down to the port. So,
0: cool. cool. Thank you, Walter. You're welcome. Who else has an email I'd like to read?
4: I have one from uh, Wendy from New York. We've always stayed at deluxe Walt Disney World Resorts with the economy dwindling. I want to consider a moderate. We are possibly going to stay at Caribbean Beach Resort. Do you know how the pool is there? Is the pool bigger than Wilderness Lodge Pool? Our dear son and dear daughter, both teens, found the Wilderness Lodge Pool too small. The Contemporary Resort Pool was fine. Is the Caribbean Beach Resort Pool... All these...
3: These lot of initials. Oh, yes, yeah, Tons of them.
4: Is the Caribbean Beach Pool about the same size or larger than the Contemporary Resort Mickey-shaped pool? Now... This, I, could, I usually go by gallons as far as pools go. I could not find the, the total gallons for the, the newly reopened uh, Caribbean beach pool. I know it's uh, twice the size of the old pool, which is just under 7,300 square feet. The uh, Wilderness Lodge pool is 151,000 gallons, which is considered small. If you're going to go yeah. for a, uh, a moderate resort and you really want to go for the pool... I would consider Port Orleans French Quarter. That pool was two hundred twenty-five thousand gallons, and uh, Port Orleans Riverside is about hundred fifty-eight thousand, which is a little bit bigger than the Wilderness Lodge pool, but the slide is longer. Yeah. So I that mean, new
3: that new pool at the Caribbean Beach Resort is very nice. It's very large, and also Kathy was telling there's those smaller pools they can enjoy too. I don't think the kids will be disappointed with the Caribbean Beach pool. The wilderness lodge pool the big draw of that is the wilderness lodge it's kind of got that whole idea where the water is trickling down out of the resort and goes in and then goes through waterfalls and stuff so it's more about the theming than it is of the actual size of the pool right i found the same thing with the polynesian pool i think the polynesian pool is small yeah it
4: is it is but it's a great pool right coronado it, has a huge pool yes and the a large slide I mean, Same a, with the Swan Dolphin.
0: The Swan Dolphin yeah. has a nice-sized pool, as does uh, Yacht and Beach.
1: I have something to say about Wendy's name. I heard a piece of interesting trivia the other day, that there's no historical record of the name Wendy before the novel Peter Pan came out. And I had never known that before. I thought that was interesting. Really? Yep. When, the name Wendy didn't exist. There's no historical data for it before that book. That's that, odd. Yeah. yeah. But what's
3: weird is that, isn't that a shortened version of Gwendolyn? And I mean, that's an old English name.
1: Apparently they didn't use Wendy. Apparently they didn't shorten it.
5: Probably Gwen, I'm guessing.
1: Maybe.
0: <laughs> Gwendy.
1: <laughs> Colton Gwen. I just heard it and I thought, because it related to Peter Pan, and I thought, that's really weird. I never knew that. And not Peter Pan the movie, Peter Pan the book.
0: Interesting. Well, thank you for that little tidbit of trivia, Kevin. And... um Kind of continuing on our uh, one of the another review that we received. This one just painfully cute. Um, Dylan and Dakota did the haunted pirate cruise, and uh, they called in, or they, actually they recorded a.
1: Uh, Aren't they Kathy Lee Gifford's kids?
0: <laughs> uh, maybe no, Co- I, I. I don't know. Cody.
1: That was Cody and Kathy. Never mind.
0: But uh, this is. Uh, they did a great job with this. So, Dylan and Dakota, here is uh, here is their Haunted Pirate Cruise review.
5: This is Dylan and Dakota reporting the Haunted Pirate Cruise at Walt Disney World. To you, Coda. My brother and I went on a Haunted Pirate Cruise leaving for the Polynesian Marina. We left the marina at about 8.45 p.m. and came back at 10 p.m. No parents came with us. Here is my interview of him. How old are you, and what was your pirate name? I am eight years old, and my pirate name was Blackbeard. My sister's pirate name was Crazy,
2: <laughs>
5: What did you wear on the cruise? I wore my Halloween costume, which was a policeman costume and a life vest. It was very chilly, so wear a sweatshirt. What was your pirate ship like? My pirate ship was decorated with spider webs, some fake swords, and a bell. We did not have any weapons. We said R to the other treasure hunters. (laughs) Where did you go? We went around Bay Lake to the different islands. We didn't get off the ship, but we did see skeletons on the shore. What was the best part about the trip? The best part about the trip was seeing hollow wishes from the boat. Would you like to go again? Yes, I very much like to go again. <laughs> A few cast members came with us. At the end, our parents were given photos of us, and we got treat bags. That was our interview. So hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye.
0: Well, that was, uh, that's too cute. That was just <laughs> terrific.
1: I don't think enjoyed it is the right word. That was really amazing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was that was absolutely terrific, you two. Um, Without a doubt, pick a number. There's no question about it. You definitely get to pick a number for the pri- Prizmatron. That was, uh, that was terrific. I, I really had a, uh, I had a smile on my face the first time I listened to it, and I got a smile on my face now. That was a, a great job. A great job. Thank you so much for doing that for us, and I'm glad you enjoyed that. Now, the haunted pirate cruises, do they, they, they do those all the time, not just at Halloween, right?
1: Well, at, not at Halloween. They're not they're, haunted. They're,
3: they're pirate cruises, the haunted pirate cruises for Halloween.
1: And oh, you never oh. get to bring weapons. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, we had no weapons, darn.
5: But we didn't we hear that they do pretend to attack the other boats? Like they'll scream at them and, yeah,
0: R and R. That's what he was saying. We said, said R. R to the other boat. That's great. That's great. I so. think
5: they should let them actually board and like tie people up, you know? <laughs> Make <Making laughs> yeah. it real. Get into kind of <laughs> <fights laughs> <or experience. laughs>
7: Attack You the can set guests. it up
5: like where it's cast members on the ship and they are prepared, you know, to be... Attacked
0: yeah. <laughs> Just Could what be you want. Frightening to children yeah, A bunch right. of 8 year olds With weapons yeah. Beating on you Really uh, so. so that was great Thanks very much Dylan and Dakota both uh, Who else has an email
3: I do Go ahead Johnny I have one from Kimberly In Joliet, Illinois it Says I'm having a- ostrich <laughs> fishing. she
0: I don't know what she said She put the whole Ah ha ha
3: In there I'm having arthroscopic knee surgery on October 28th. My husband and I, with two of our daughters, 13, are visiting the world, staying at All-Star Sports, November 30th through December 3rd. I was wondering, is it safe to let the girls go alone to the parks? If not, if I'm not feeling up to it. Also, where would I seek medical attention if needed? My husband has to return home before we do. Before we do, can we book Magical Express separate? Uh, first of all, I would say staying at All of Sports, don't let your daughters go alone to the park. Yeah. I I mean, I know it's Walt Disney World and we feel safe, but two 13-year-old girls riding the bus alone, I would think if it was different if you were staying at a monorail resort, I might be a little more inclined to say let them hop on the monorail and go. But that seems, what do you guys think? Doesn't that seem a little... Like, you know, I'm hesitant to suggest.
0: Teresa's back there shaking her head now. Yeah,
3: she wouldn't do it with her daughter. So Let's I, go
1: with Teresa. She's the only current mom in the room we have a mom-to-be who's right. also shaking her head now. no I mean,
0: well, like, I'm
5: just thinking about Taylor I, I mean, she's only 11 right now but still, still. I would have a really hard time no way
0: <laughs> Yeah. I so, know but we, now in Disney I, w- I would think oh they'll be okay right. but you know 13 year old girls on the bus maybe that's not a good I idea mean, you
3: get in this in a vacation bubble and you think it's all safe which is it's definitely Disney World is safer than you know going to New York or something I like would that, say if you're
0: not feeling up to it let them go to the pool you know, or go hang yeah. out in the arcade. And the or-
1: fact that there's a question in your mouth, or in your mouth, there's a question in your mind. If there's a question in your mind, I say something's telling you no. Yeah. As far as where can you go for
3: medical attention if you need it, within each of the parks, there's a, uh, a um, first aid station. But if you really need medical attention, right outside of Disney in the new Walmart shopping center is a walk-in clinic. Um, so they're open 24 hours a day, and you can go. and.
1: There's also a center care just outside of Hotel Plaza Boulevard. That's
3: moved, actually. That's why I'm mentioning this one. <laughs> there used to be one. There, there used to be one right around, but now that's moved. So your ne- your closest one is the one in the Walmart Shopping Center. Uh, of course, there's, ho- there's a hospital. There's Celebration Hospital nearby, but the walk-in clinic is going to be your best option. And can your husband get separate uh, Magical Express? Yep. Just call up, or if you book through a travel agent... Give them his flight information, and uh, he'll be able to get on magical express. And uh, you know, your luggage will get home before he does. So, great. It's a bad joke. It's a bad magical <laughs> express joke. Don't let your kids go. Yeah, alone.
0: I think we're all in consensus on that. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would advise against it.
1: But. When we went in 1973, it was the first time my mom let my brother and I go to the parks on our own. However, we were seeing. It's a contemporary, but it was nineteen seventy three. Yeah. And there was one place to go. As you're saying, that was your only place you could go. Right. I mean, you know, on a bus they could accidentally
3: get on a different bus and so. I just I agree. Don't.
0: Right. Well, and good luck with your uh good luck with your surgery. Hope that goes well for you and hope your knee is uh
1: That's tomorrow that she's yeah. having it.
0: Yeah. Well best of luck with that. So, all right, we have uh, another voicemail. Uh, This is another thank you, actually, along the self-serving side, but I'm going to play two voicemails back-to-back. First, we have uh, our friend Kathy, who was a winner of the podcast cruise. Uh, She was awarded that uh, right as she was starting to go through some medical procedures that were uh, pretty intense for her, and uh, she wanted to call and say thank you. So here's Kathy.
2: Hi, it's Kathy, WL fan. Um, first, I want to thank you guys so much for the cruise and all of your well wishes during my radiation therapy. It really made a difference. It made something that was difficult much more bearable. I am counting down the days for the cruise. I'm pretty excited. And actually, I had a question related to it. You mentioned on one of the email shows about early and late dining, and sometimes shore excursions can interfere with early dining. I was wondering if that happened and you did miss your dining time, if you could show up later, if they would turn you away, and if they did, if there were other alternatives. And even once you got on a cruise, if you found that uh, the early or the late dining didn't work for you, is it an option to change it? Okay, thanks so much. I really love you guys. You're the best. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Well, thanks for calling in, Kathy, and, by all means, you're very welcome. We're really glad that uh, you won that prize. Uh, in terms of your questions on the cruise, um, if you show up to the dining room late, uh, or for like say you're you're on the uh, the early seating and you show up for the late seating, if they can accommodate you, they usually will. Uh, you can also, if you decide you want late seating when you first get on the ship, um, I think they do it over on in Beach Street. Uh, they usually have tables set up where you make your Palo reservations, and you can also Change, uh, make any changes to your dining that you need to make, and if they can, can accommodate you, they are usually very good at that. Uh, you also have the option of um, beach blanket buffet, and on the which is on the magic, and what's the one on the wonder?
1: Topsiders.
0: Topsiders
1: Chances are that won't be open for dinner uh,
0: on no, the four night. Oh, they they don't do it on the four I don't think so. Oh, okay. I know on the seven-night The day. casual dining you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't they, think they do. They don't do it on the four-night. You would
1: have um, fast food options. Uh, and room service. And room service. I would just talk to the the dining room captain.
0: I'm almost sure they'll, they'll if, as long as they've got, they've got seating, they'll, they'll put you in.
1: Something I would like to add, if you're looking to switch your dining and you feel that early dining won't work for you, switching from early dining to late dining is almost always easier than switching from late dining to early dining. Yeah.
0: Early dining is always full.
1: And a lot of this is going to depend on how full the ship is. If the ship
3: is full and and you know every spot at dinner is taken, it's going to be harder for them to accommodate you if you show up later. But um, usually if you do a short excursion that's, that's sponsored by Disney, you get back on time. They never really run later. You know, yeah. They're pretty good about that stuff.
0: Cool. Well, there you go, Kathy. And uh, can't wait to meet you on the podcast cruise on May 10th. And uh, someone else we're going to meet on the podcast cruise, our good friend Yvette from the Netherlands, uh, called in with, uh, she called in from uh, Disneyland Paris and uh, has a little something to tell us. So here is Yvette from Disneyland Paris.
2: Bonjour, je m'appelle Yvette. Je suis en France. This is your Hi guys. This is Isad speaking. Right now, I'm in Disneyland Resort Paris, and I must think of you guys, of course, because you also want to go so badly to this. Yesterday, it started Halloween, and in the background, you can hear the Halloween parade. And of course, when I hear Halloween, I must think of everybody of the podcast. No, just kidding. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to let Corey and Julie know. I brought an awesome uh, present for them. So, at Mouse Fest you will get that present, and I hope you will enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't have much questions. Only one. Yeah, it's Halloween in Disney World, Paris. But when we are in the, uh, Disney World again, then it's Christmas time. And in Christmas time, you've got the uh, Christmas uh, at Magic Kingdom. And a special event, of course. And I wanted to know, if all the uh, special shows, what are the times, how long is the duration of those shows? Thank you so much. Hope to hear you and see you soon. Bye.
0: Elle, that was apparently in the middle of a parade. <laughs> I think she was in the parade.
3: I think she was on the merry-go-round under the speaker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. And if I understood her question correctly, uh, how long were the shows? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know the uh, the parade, uh, the Christmas parade, runs about uh, what about fifteen minutes, I think, from start to finish.
1: I would say that's a pretty good guess for almost all, almost of, all of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: It run, yeah but except the uh, the night, night before, before Christmas. Christmas, that that ran about forty minutes, if I it's remember longer. correctly. Yeah, it's a longer, it's longer. show. Um, the remember, stage
3: show is about fifteen or twenty minutes. It seemed like four or five days. It <laughs> <laughs> was awful. Well, I thought you guys liked it the night before liked Christmas. The night, I'm talking about the Castle stage Show. Oh, the
0: Castle stage Show. And then the uh, fireworks show. The fireworks shows normally run about 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes depending, um, which for fireworks shows, are it's extraordinarily long, but always, always incredibly well worth it. So... Uh, so I, I didn't realize Yvette was going to be there from Fest too. Oh, that's that's going to be great. Yeah, that's exciting. And that was very sweet. She picked something up for Corey and thank Julie. Thank you for that thinking
5: is. of us.
1: And she's right. I want to go.
0: Yeah. Kevin had a tear in his eye. Well, yeah, it might be, might be sooner than later. Well, again, thank you very much for that, Yvette. We appreciate the phone call, and thanks for reminding us that. You're in Disneyland Paris and we're not. Yeah,
7: really.
0: <laughs> and Yvette must have like Oprah money because she's like all over the place. She's in Disneyland Paris. She's over here for Christmas. She's going to Disneyland. She's coming on the cruise with us. I want you to adopt me, Yvette.
3: That's the day she's from the Netherlands and they have free health insurance.
0: They yeah, they have like all, all the yeah, they have all the money. No. Her and Oprah. Man. Well thanks, Yvette. We appreciate it. Well it has uh, an email they'd like to read. Kevin.
1: Right. Uh, mine this email is from Rhonda. Rhonda is in Bixby, Oklahoma. Uh, Rhonda says, "Hey, podcast." Have't had to
0: put on his Sarah Palin glasses.
1: I did because I'm a maverick. <laughs> he puts those on. He can see Russia from here. That's right. <laughs> I can see Claremont. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> Putin flies over. Uh, three, two. One. Look, he thinks I'm taking it out. Oh, God. <laughs> This
0: is The blooper show
1: This is from Rhonda In Bixby, Oklahoma Rhonda says Hey podcast team This is from Rhonda (laughs) 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 I'm going to start again Help him, Rhonda (laughs) Good Rhonda says she's from Oklahoma, as Bob would say, and she still wants us to know how much she misses him. Us too, Rhonda. Us too. I'm known as R. Duval, R. L. Duval on the boards. Yeah, I know. I have no creativity. I will be in, in Big Bad Bob Appreciation Society. I'm a member. I will be down for Mouse Fest this year, uh, hoping to see you at the Toy Story Mania party. Uh, Rhonda's sucking up. Fingers crossed. The first two nights I am staying at the Coronado Springs, then moving over to my DVC at Wilderness Lodge Villas. I just found out that I could stay at the Celebration Hotel for only $20 more per night over Coronado Springs. With the Celebration Hotel rate including a full buffet breakfast at their plantation restaurant. I haven't heard much about the hotel. I have been to Celebration many times, so I do know where it is logistically to the world. This is a solo trip, and I will have a rental car, meaning transportation is not an issue. The Celebration Hotel looks so elegant and sophisticated, which is something I truly enjoy. So what would you do with this situation? Stick with on-site at the Coronado Springs or go for the quiet retreat of the Celebration Hotel. I cannot express how much I appreciate the hard work each and every one of you do to make the podcast so special and entertaining. Thank you.
0: This is an easy one.
1: Oh, yeah, this is this is a Celebration no-brainer.
0: Hotel hands down.
1: The Plantation Room is elegant. I we've had dinner there. We've had Christmas dinner there. We've had Easter dinner there. The Celebration Hotel is a boutique sort of hotel. It's, it's not one of the a large ke- price.
0: It's one of the Kessler properties.
1: Now, In addition, our professional football team in Florida, one of them, is the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When they come to spring training, which is done at Disney World, they take over the Celebration Hotel. This is an elegant, elegant hotel. And if you can do it for $20 more than Coronado Springs. Hands down. Yeah, especially with it including breakfast. I'm I'm envious.
0: Just for people who aren't familiar, um, this is one uh, one of the hotels that's part of the Kessler Group. Uh, of of, of hotels and uh, all Kessler hotels are boutique hotels. They have the Celebration Hotel. They have the Castle over on International Drive which uh, we're actually hoping to do some business with. Uh, They have Casa Monica uh, in St. Augustine and a few others located around the U.S. These are gorgeous boutique hotels. These people run a terrific property. Can't really recommend them highly enough.
1: The other thing about the Celebration Hotel is a lot of their theming is based on old Florida. The Florida before Disney. Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful. Except the castle. <laughs> well, the Celebration Hotel, that's what the theming is in that hotel. right? So um, I've only been in the lobby and the restaurant. I haven't actually seen a room, but it's a beautiful hotel in a beautiful location. I
0: have seen the rooms, and uh, I've stayed at the Casa Monica uh, in uh, St. Augustine, which is stunning. And, uh, so they, they tend to be difficult hotels to get into because uh, they, usually, they usually sell pretty well. So if you can actually actually if you can do that for twenty dollars more, a night than Coronado, oh, that's go. without without a doubt, run don't walk.
1: And Celebration Town Tavern is a block away from the front door of Celebration Hotel, so you can go there for and have lunch or dinner. Cool.
0: Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you, Rhonda, for the question. Apparently, and
5: Kevin got hungry. His
1: email I, is <laughs> <laughs> email I I had to write a note and give it to Pete and <laughs> ripped TV. the bottom off.
0: All right, and last but not least, very nice uh, voicemail that I received from Rob. Yeah, I wanted to play this since this is my last show for a couple of weeks. so here's uh, here's Rob from Grand Rapids. Oh, no, that is not Rob. From Grand uh, oh, I'm in the wrong. He's not doing well. Rob has emphysema. <laughs> Sorry about that. Here is Rob from Grand Rapids. No. Rob (laughs) just won a trip. (laughs) Boy, and I stopped drinking. You need some time away. There we go. And now here's Rob.
7: Hey, Diz Unplugged team. This is Rob from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Rob R. on the boards. Um, Just listening to this week's podcast and uh, right away heard Pete's voice back. And I guess I didn't realize that uh, he was going to be back already. And so I was pretty excited about that. And then... uh, what a whole minute in the show um pete kind of mentioning uh where he's been the last uh month and change and uh, i just wanted to call um more specifically to you pete and say uh hats off to you um we do uh wish you well in your journey um as you go through um kind of taking care of what you need to take care of um the reason i felt that i should call you and tell you that is that i actually lost my father to alcoholism and uh it's a tragedy that I hope no one else um, needs to go to uh, to lose a family member. And so I uh, just wanted to say hats off to you for doing what you need to do. And uh, God bless you in your journey as you as you go through that and, and do what you need to do um, to do right by your family. So hats off to you. Hang in there. And uh, we're thinking of you all the way up here in uh, Grand Rapids. And it will be just as cold here as it will be <laughs> in Minneapolis soon. So... Um, Hey, enjoy the Midwest while you're there, and uh, congratulations and Godspeed. Uh, Be good.
0: Well, thanks very much for that, Rob. I really do appreciate it. And I I, I say this to everybody who's sent well wishes both on the boards and an email and private message and voicemails. Um, It has been uh, – it's really meant the world to me, the amount of support uh, that you guys have shown me uh, after I shared what I shared last week. Um, I just want to be clear with everybody. The reason that I shared it mainly was because I knew I was going to be going back and forth for the next few months, and I wasn't comfortable coming up with some cockamamie story to explain why I was doing that. Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, just wanted to be honest. And uh, it's been it's been wonderful though. It's been the the, uh, the the outpouring of support has just been terrific. Not just from our listeners and our visitors, but from my my friends here, and my my husband. My family, it's been uh, it has been terrific. It makes all the difference in the world, believe me, when you know you have people pulling for you. And it's not the easiest uh, period in my life, I'll be honest about that. But uh, it certainly feels good. It certainly feels good. And uh, so I will be, uh, this will be my last show for a few weeks. I'll be back for our Thanksgiving show. And I will be in town. I'll be flying in specifically for House uh, Fest. And I will also be back for our Christmas and New Year shows. And then I'll be back uh, for good the end of January. So until Thanksgiving, you guys have a safe one. And uh, remember, stay out of the damn lakes. This is the Diz Unplugged. Until next week, have a good one.